So welcome to last night's recap, and I'm John, and I'm joined by some uh, gentlemen, I think. Are you on the line, guys? We are hey. here. Yeah, I'm here. I haven't been called a gentleman for a while, though, Johan. I'm, try- I'm trying my best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Kurt, are you there? I am here, and from we're... across the ocean. Yeah, and we're really excited uh, to guess where you are. Okay, so shoot. <laughs> can you give us some uh, clues? Um, is, it, is this a blue-collar city? Yes, very blue-collar city. Mm-hmm. Hard-working people over here. Is it... Uh, is... Um, at the moment, it isn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. East or west coast? East coast. Uh... Cleveland? No, not Cleveland. Okay. Closer. Closer. Um, so you're back home then? I am back home. I'm oh, in Philadelphia okay. right now. Okay. okay. Oh, silly. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, so you guys were surprised this time. So how's the new apartment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how's the new flat? It's going well. Um, everything's starting to find a spot. And um, we hung artwork up this weekend. So... Um, I'm happy about that. It's starting Big to become, step. starting to become Big a home. Step. Yeah, pretty soon I'll I'll get a sock drawer and then I'll be completely in. <laughs> <laughs> and Martin, how's your mum's mum this week? And um, my mum's fine. Thanks very much for asking. Oh, oh you're welcome. Uh, so how are you doing, mate? Are you all right? Yeah. Yes, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks very much. Yeah, all good. And uh, last, but as you say, not least. Uh, have you found your pin code, Matt? Yeah, pin pin code is all all changed again this week. Oh. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, very yeah. good. <laughs> and you and you sound you sound better. You're healed, I think. I am. Yeah. Although as soon as someone says that, I start coughing for some reason. But yeah, yeah. I I have a cough still. But I'm, yeah, man flu is no no longer at the door, so I'm safe. All right. Oh, brilliant. Every, the listeners can stop worrying. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I think we have a good episode um, forwards uh, coming here. And I think we should kick it off. Um, and I want some, just a small teaser from, uh, from Martin and uh, Kurt. So, so what's, what's coming up this evening? Here you go, Martin. Well, it's your section, Kurt. On you go. What's happening tonight? <laughs> 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 well, for for us over here on the American side, it was all about um, schoolwork. The official title was Enhanced Student Learning and Teacher Sanity with Schoolwork. And it was led by um, Brian Phillips. And um, their, spoiler alert, there might be a little love-hate relationship towards schoolwork. And we'll, we'll talk about how to set that up, that it becomes a love relationship. Nice. Uh, interesting. Okay. So lots of, lots of chat about people using it at the moment then. That's good. Indeed. Cool. Yeah. Should be good. Uh, over here in the MIA, we had uh, Using Technology and After School Clubs. That was hosted by uh, Alina Slepishkina and Anna Razardoyska, or Razardoyskaya, sorry. Um, Are you actually from Russia? That was... That it's... Was it, I, I, been, yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, uh, I've cool. Been, I've, been, I've been trying my best to, to get it done. They, they hosted a great chat. We had um, some uh, a lot of people not necessarily using them in After School Clubs, but maybe using them in lunchtime clubs or with nice. digital leaders. So it's a really good example, Shane. Sounds good. I think we should kick it off. <laughs> 
Are you ready? Good. Yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Yep, sounds good. Nice. Okay, welcome back. As Kurt and Johan said, we are going to recap the EMEA um, Apple Edu chat that took place on Tuesday, March 26th. Um, hosted by, and I'm just going to do this again because I've been showing off, is uh, <laughs> Alina Slepushkina and yeah. <laughs> Anna Rozdorskaya. And they were hosting on uh, using technology in after-school clubs. A really good chat. Uh, these two know their stuff. And I'm going to start with our EMEA tweet of the week. And this week, the uh, tweet comes from Mrs. Coombs, and that's at Mrs. Coombs1, C-O-O-M-B-S-1. And it's actually in in response to the question that we're going to be looking at. She said, with after-school clubs, there is often less of an agenda, coverage of objectives, all of that panic. And so students are often given more freedom to explore in a, and you guys know how much I like this phrase, an out-of-the-box, less controlled environment, which enables more creativity in design and content. So I really like that because the, the I think we can all agree that sometimes the pressures and the, the time constraints that we have within our lessons, having that freedom to to let the kids go and to let their creativity fly can be can be really something something exciting to see what do you guys think yeah i think i think add to that um you know i I say to my students all the time as they're training to be teachers sometimes the best place to try out new things for yourself if you're a little bit anxious is in a club exactly for the reasons you said because there's less pressure on you in terms of uh you know meeting curriculum requirements or anything you you get to really just have a play and and learn alongside the children and, and, you know, find new things out about the children that you wouldn't ordinarily know in a normal classroom. So I think yeah. it's, um, it's definitely the place where you can try out things that you might eventually put into your, your classroom setting during curriculum time, but it, it, but it's risk-free, isn't it? It's, it's just a place where, where children are getting to just express themselves and, and it's empowering. And we know how much we love the, the term empowering. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I like it as a as a precursor to to a normal lesson, as you can curate an idea and have have calmness, and then you get into like how do we do this project within the so you get a bit of both worlds. That's what I like as well. So it's it's very nice. Yeah, I've seen a school um, when I was working with the uh, Park International School in Lisbon, who actually took it inside their um, regular school hours, if you want to call them like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they called it um, my time. So the kids got my time. It's it's like twenty percent time that you would get, or genius hour, however you want to call it. Um, but they got to decide what they wanted to learn and um, what kind of tools they wanted to use and, okay. and explore their full creativity within the curriculum. And then what happened in a normal way or a natural way, I should say, is links between and cross curriculum. That's quite interesting because one of uh, a few of really creative creative companies use that right now, mm-hmm. uh, as we know that uh, you have yeah. like employing your own time uh, just yeah. to to have a your own idea or do what you want, and yeah. I think that's beneficial in many ways, yeah. which is yeah, really I think cool. So. Yeah, cool. don't we want nice. that as teachers ourselves? Like yes, <clears throat> like when do we get um, an after-school club for for teachers where we can learn what we want to learn? 
yeah, it'd be quite nice if we could do something where we bring a little bit of joy into professional learning, wouldn't you say, Kurt? See what I did there? That would be, you know, JPL, joy of professional learning. I think there's scope there, my friend. I oh. think there's somewhere for that to go. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're all great points, guys. And they actually um, lead us into the question that we're going to recap. So Anna Razdorskaya, she sent the question out how do you develop creativity in your students while using technology in after school clubs so we've got uh, one question from Miriam Walsh at Mercy Walsh um, friend of the show and she says uh, for, uh, for me at Peak Newsletter has been a great lesson in creativity students independently creating digital books and podcasts in their own time and just to give you a little bit of backstory here uh, guys and everyone listening peak newsletter is um students that miriam has who produce work on their own these guys have been absolutely tremendous they've started a podcast on their own they are publishing this newsletter that's available on apple books but in their podcast they've actually went out and sourced interviews. They've interviewed the author, Jodie Pickle. They have um, sourced the uh, creators of the Shadow Draw app. In fact, one of them has an, inter- an internship with uh, Shadow Draw as a result of that. And these are a group of kids, you know, they're 16, 16 plus, um, but they're a group of kids who have just went out on their own and have just embraced creativity. They are, as Miriam says in her tweet, superstars it's absolutely tremendous to see oh nice where where could that was at peak newsletter at peak newsletter oh yeah that's what i was gonna ask yeah yeah so they're i felt that coming (laughs) yeah it was almost as if you could you could hear him poised yeah so he's at they're at peak newsletter and um i think they're also at peak podcast as well uh we'll tweet it out from the um from the last recap Twitter account. So that was Miriam sort of saying what was nice. going on with- Do you know what uh, I liked about that, Martin? Sorry to-, sorry to Yeah, no, go for it, What Matt. I love yeah. about that is the fact that it's taken that creativity to that sort of next point of sharing it, yeah. sharing it wider, isn't it? And that's, mm-hmm. um, I think that's really empowering. I'm saying empowering again, like I'm- It's I'm, your buzzword of the day, Matt. to say it or something. Yeah. Uh, but, but it is that idea of, you know, your creativity that that's, um, might have in the past just stayed in the classroom i think what yeah technology gives people is a bit of a wider voice now for for sharing it and you know like you said with the digital books and podcasts as we know you know you've got a much wider audience for, for your creativity and that that can be inspiring in different ways as well when you know people are going to listen or see or watch interact in what you create that can change how you create it absolutely it's kind of once you know that you have a global audience and i've actually seen this with them um, I've actually seen this with, with my own children, like not my the children I teach, but the two kids I have at home who are both uh, publishing books and making podcasts. Matt, you'll know this with your your little guy as well, who's yeah. who's famous on the internet. <laughs> it's the minute the minute that, that they realise that there are more people than just mum and dad listening yeah. to what they have to say, they suddenly feel quote unquote un- empowered yeah. to go out there and do a little bit more. They'll take a risk. They'll try something new. They'll try something that they haven't done before. And that's great to see. That's, I think, what we need to be embracing. And we need to embrace that wider audience and realize that, you know, the internet's not going anywhere. The internet is here to, the internet is here to stay. And it's best that we embrace it and teach kids how to use it safely, responsibly, and not just 
as something to be protected from. But, and this. positively as well, I think. You know, the yeah. pos- positive use of yeah. the internet is, is a really important thing because, you know, we we can we can talk about it's safer internet day and all of these different things that we talk about anti-bullying weeks all of these sort of negative connotations that come with something which actually can be really really empowering oh sorry (laughs) we're gonna set up this uh, penalty (laughs) jar i know i know something that's empowered something that's very uh, rewarding for children you know it's sharing their stuff in a positive way that, that lets other people see it and and I think, you know, what we don't want to do is scare people away from using the Internet. We want to show them the positive uses of the Internet and then, you know, then then they're more informed. So yeah, I was expecting a lot of um, responses on, on this question, um, pointing towards the everyone can create curriculum. Um, yeah, I, I think. Um, so go ahead, Martin. No, 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 please finish. Finish oh, your thought. It's um, absolutely fine. I, like I was thinking that it takes you out of your comfort zone or out of the box, however you want to frame it. Um, Because there's part of their their curriculum that you might not feel as savvy in. Let's say you make a jingle for a podcast. um, (laughs) (laughs) No um, Yeah. Um, Taking taking it out, putting it in a, uh, yeah, Yeah. uh, putting it in a podcast and getting that feedback online. um, And then people having the talent even reaching out and saying, hey, I could I could help with that and get you on the way. So I was expecting something in, in that because that curriculum for me takes you out. If you combine that with a today at Apple sessions. Yeah. yeah. I know. I mean, Martin, you've signed up for, for quite a few. Matt's done the same. Um, I don't know, Johan, if you've done some with, with Elliot. Um, but yeah, that, definitely. We've been uh, coding more. Uh, so we haven't done so much creativity. He's really into solving uh, puzzles and, and, and logics at the moment. So okay. uh, we're having good fun with coding and doing our own games, actually. Um, and uh, he sends that to his mates, and they're like seven years old. Yeah. And then the mate does um, like a um, reflection on it, and he comes up with new ideas. So they're sending these things uh, forwards and backwards. Yeah. Yeah. So they develop it together, which I really love um, that they learn how to give cri- criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really cool. Just I like talk- that a lot. Yeah, just talking on that, I mean, you know, if we think about how the internet has changed the world in general, like for, for how people communicate, you know, we're, we're all having a, a podcast now across four different countries. Um, we talk about after school clubs, but what you've just described there, Johan, is, is a club but it's not necessarily based in a in a room you know it's yeah. your yeah. son's doing something sending it on to a friend in whatever format he's sending it and getting some feedback well that's that's just taking what used to happen in a classroom to a wider thing you know me and me and martin did something similar last year with magic move challenge with john mm. smith over in america and yeah. our kids kind of had this twitter club so to speak you know they they were all part of something giving feedback to each other um, but it didn't have to be in the same room, didn't have to, you know, share the same language or anything. They, the language they were sharing was the, the tool that they were using, which in this case was Keynote. So, yeah, maybe maybe after school clubs could be different. You know, maybe that's another angle. This mm. is yeah, I, That's a really good point, Matt, because there's nothing to say that after, after school clubs have to be, you know, in that traditional sense. It doesn't yeah. have to be a clubhouse or a classroom. Yeah. You know, it can be, you know, I can have an after school club with, with you. You know, yeah. we can... We can form the we can form the the uh, you know the 
I don't know, the no girls allowed club, but then, <laughs> then it would really, then it would really already, just be... I'm already in one of those clubs. Yeah, 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 cool. yeah, yeah. Um, Let's look at all the look at all the gamers. Yeah. Well, this is true. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is where this is where I think a lot of us are kind of are kind of coming from in this in this uh, regard. We can see the the you know Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, you know Nintendo Switch Online, all of these types of places um, exist. And if we even think about you know going going to what Apple released last week about Apple Arcade and, you know, all of that coming out. Gaming mm-hmm. in, in this community is, a community is no longer, let's take the Apple Distinguished Educator community as a prime example of this as well. It's it's without borders. It is yeah. not, you know, it doesn't matter that, you know, as Matt quite rightly said, we're in four countries, two continents, three time zones, but we still, you know, we chat, we chat to each other every day. We chat to each other two, three times a day. Um, you know, about a, a various amount of things. And it hasn't stifled our creativity. It hasn't stopped our creativity. In fact, it's probably made us more creative. It's given us a chance to it's given us a chance to try something that we might not have necessarily done if we'd been sitting around. I'm just uh, conscious I've got a couple of other uh, yes, questions. Yes, we, that I we just need want to move to... on, actually. Yeah, so, so I'm just, I'm just very conscious good I'm not wanting this to, to run on. So I'm going to do just one more. And it's actually just going to the, the point that you made, Kurt, about the Everyone Can Create curriculum. Uh, friend of the show and friend of all of ours, Ruben Bennett Santos, who I believe is going to be across with you at ISTE. Uh, he will be. He will be. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to get him on the show. Like, is this happening? Cool. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Until the 23rd. Cool. So, Ruben is. Be a surprise. Um, Right. Yeah, Ruben's a great guy. Um, he, he takes part in every edgy chat that, that takes place. And his question is just the everyone, can, uh, sorry, his answer to the question is just the everyone can create guides are amazing. And they give clues on how to use technology to boost creativity. Besides, we carry out lots of projects such as a silent movie on the Middle Ages. Ruben, if you're listening, I'd love to see that tweeted out so that we can we can share that. It sounds like it was great fun. And I think everybody listening would like to see what you guys come up with in a silent movie on the Middle Ages. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I Brilliant. just wanted to, to highlight that fact. Uh, the recap for the chat, um, as always, has been shared from uh, Miriam's at Mercy Walsh's uh, Twitter account, which every um, recap is tweeted from. They're hosted on Wakelet for both the Americas and the um, EMEA chat. And you can, if you're wanting to read some more of the questions, and some more of the answers, you can find that there. Guys, have we got any other comments about the uh, EMEA chat? Have we got anything else we want to add? Uh, we would love to, but I think we have to move on. I, I think I hate so. To, I hate to say it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. When we come back, we're going to hear from the Americas uh, with Kurt. Um, so let's go. All that's awesome. cool work. Let's see. Hey, hey, if you're hearing my voice, you're still listening. Thank you much for, for that. You made it halfway through the show. And the most important part, questions with Matt still coming. Woo-woo. But before that, <laughs> let's hear what happened <laughs> at, the, uh, at the America's chat, where it was a love-hate relationship with schoolwork. Um, so let's, as I promised, turn it into a love relationship, because you have to do a few things in order to get it to work properly. Um, before I kick that off, one of the replies that came out of that um, chat came from Jeremy Frick, which is uh, Maestro Jeremy F for the tweet of the week. Um, he said, make it a simple routine and remove as many roadblocks as you can 
to make it more about the learning and collaboration exercise and less about making sure to turn it into the correct location. Nice. So mm -hmm. um, all about turning in work. And then Brian's question um, that I picked out for the week was also question number three, as if we knew um, <laughs> that was a thing, or I was just lazy copying Martin's question. Um, <laughs> but Brian said, the schoolwork app allows the teacher of an iPad classroom um, to add files, collaborate with students, add app activities, and view student uh, progress. Which feature or features are you most interested in and why? And before I let you guys answer, I'll, I'll pick out um, two of the replies that came in. Um, where Amy Attinger said, ooh, I'm excited to see these responses. We have a love-hate relationship with schoolwork right now. Um, the teachers love how simple it is to share assignments, but it doesn't always work. Um, and she would love a grading feature um, as well. And then there's a whole bunch of I wishes. Um, and then one thing that came out a lot, um, and I think Tamara, who is Tarragon 7, um, sum that up. Many teachers are giving schoolwork a try this year, mostly um, being used for collaboration between iWork apps to share group projects and mini um, LMS. It does have some powerful features in a one-to-one -one iPad setting. So collaboration um, seems to be the key thing. Um, but maybe, guys, you can shine your light on how to set schoolwork up and make it a pleasant environment and not something that works against you or something that you can't have because you have a set of iPads? What are the requirements? I think I think the first thing you're going to look at is, is obviously you need to have Apple School Manager set up in the background. Um, yeah. We've talked about this in previous sessions. I know, Johan, you're, you're passionate about this, about making sure IT are involved mm -hmm. because this is, this is something which isn't just like... Um, you know, using an app in the classroom, although it is an app, it, it, there is a there is something that goes on behind it. So involving IT, um, managed Apple IDs at the moment, whether that will always be the case or not, you know, time will tell. But at the moment, managed Apple IDs. And I think once you've got those those people in the room talking together, um, once you've got the systems in place, I think then, you know, as people have been talking about, the benefits are, are there, you know, collaboration, the... the um, the ability to, to set things really, really easily. I know I haven't played this yet. I don't know if any of you guys have, but the, the assigning like quizzes to people through apps like yeah. Kahoot, I think that's something with the, mm -hmm. that I, I'm really excited to see, you know, just making that a really simple process, certainly because then it, it can track everything internally. But I don't know if you, have you guys used that or seen that at all? Or? Yeah, I've uh, I've not done the the Kahoot side of it, but I've done the the um, the iWork where I've set the uh, an iWork um, template as an assignment where I want the pupils to download the template, do whatever work that I want them to do with it, and then resubmit it. So I've liked I've liked that aspect to it. Um, I'd I'd like to just uh, talk about the managed Apple IDs because I think this is where a lot of people get um, get themselves either confused or mixed up or, or maybe not sure of what's happening. Um, at the moment, managed Apple IDs and commercial Apple IDs, so like the Apple IDs that probably everyone has, at the moment, those two don't talk to one another, um, and, or at least they don't talk to one another in the way that you would think that they would. You know, an iCloud, I can take my personal iCloud account and I can share a file with all of you. If I use my managed Apple ID Apple uh, account, I can't share a file with you um, because it's not a managed Apple ID. 
Well, that's, you a, can, that's a good yeah. thing, though, at the moment, isn't it? Isn't that to do with privacy? Yeah. And, absolutely. Know, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Because, because, the, um, because the managed Apple IDs can be created either in bulk or ad hoc, they're kind of set up differently from commercial Apple IDs. So right now, having them in this walled garden is great. But if you work in a mixed environment, if your school is a mixed environment where you've got a combination, and my school is like this, we have a combination of school-owned managed devices and pupil-owned devices. So right now, mm, so right okay. now, our kids come in with their own commercial Apple IDs, which means schoolwork can't be used with those devices. Um, and what we're also finding is if you have a, a teacher-managed Apple ID and you use something like iTunes U, your pupils can't enroll in your iTunes U course if it was created using a managed Apple ID. So there's a lot of moving, there's a lot of moving parts to this. And I think sometimes, I, I think the worry sometimes for a lot of people is that they'll maybe, or not the, yeah, let's go with the worry. I think sometimes maybe some people will see this um, and it doesn't work the way they think it would work. And therefore they automatically say it's not working the way it should. It's not working the way I think it should. Um, yeah. Mark, and I have to say that we are now moving into just managed Apple IDs yeah. all through the municipality. And I must say it works really I great. I to do that. Uh, when you have it set it up. And, and of course, the IT department was really uh, helping out in this yeah. matter. And um, so then it runs really smoothly with all the things that actually people have taken um, mentioning here so like collaboration just assignment and i just love as well that you can assign a specific thing for example within garage bands like uh, uh, this song or write this song do this drum thing or whatever you like yeah. to do and i what i like as well is that you see how much time the student will use for the assignment because that is actually good for uh, recognizing when someone is struggling uh, it could be because they're struggling. So, for example, one thing just takes uh, 30 seconds for, for most people. And then one guy is using five minutes. So then you can really um, quietly uh, go to that person and ask uh, about the assignment in a very nice way without revealing yeah. anything. Yeah. Uh, which I think is great with this uh, um, yeah. school work maybe quick so we're we're happy with it in in that way but you have to set it up um all the I way through yeah i um, i um, yeah something i came across um is is that um sometimes when i talk to teachers the difference between school work and classroom is not very mm -hmm. clear enough so they might be talking so oh, yeah. if someone of, of you guys could like in one sentence, uh, clear that up and say, classroom, you can use it for this, and schoolwork, you can use it for that. That might help a lot of teachers. I'll give it a go if, if that's all right. <laughs> I just wanted to yeah, um, Schoolwork, um, handing the work out. Um, classroom, looking at what's on the jotter. Okay. Yeah. Great. But I, I, I need to just add one uh, small thing. Um, if you're using the classroom up, uh, and you're using uh, an MDM with um, pre-populated classes, then that's what you get. Uh, otherwise, you have to have a free system where you use to sign up with a code. And those two don't mix really well together, so you have to really choose which one you want to do in which section. Uh, just a, a thought with people that want to um, 
checkout classroom and have an MDM. And of course, you can tweet us if you have questions about classroom or schoolwork. Um, we're not experts from a technical Speak point of view, yourself. but we've used it. <laughs> uh, I think you'll find I am an I mean, expert. In, in yeah, <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry about that. What I'm saying is we know how to use it and uh, we know uh, where it went good or not so well. That's nice that you uh, mentioned yeah, I would that say. because the other expert was the person leading this chat and that was Brian Phillips. And he's saying currently, and to summarize oh, nice. um, uh, the whole chat he said you must have managed ids to make it work and um, the easiest way to set them up is through apple school manager and if you need or the tech people need any help they can contact him and that's at bw phillips 70 and that's brian phillips at bw phillips 70 and um, he'll take any of your technical questions and, and help with schoolwork and also add in nice. on the EMEA side, Aram Shlam uh, at Aramski, A-R-A-M-S-K-I, um, is also, he's he's the guy that I go to if I get any questions about this. Aram is, when it comes he's to this kind of from stuff, the, he, Yeah, yeah from the minute, well. the minute it was out. Aram yeah. Webb's a, a really, good, um, really good guy. Did our chat a couple of weeks ago, Martin and EMEA. Yeah, oh yeah, he's, uh, he's a good. He, he understands it. I worked with him recently, um, and he he gets it um, and can simplify it for for people like me. So <laughs> a great help. Hey, nice. Hey, thanks guys for um, for giving your ideas and thoughts on this and and clearing a few things up about schoolwork. Um, I am curious to hear if Matt has questions and what has he done with his jingle. Well, wait and see. Ooh. Ooh. We're Don't excited. <laughs> <laughs> Questions with Matt. That was impressive. Oh, was I'm <laughs> so impressed. I, I feel like <laughs> next time you'll have a Greatest Hits album coming out. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> was it Matt unplugged? Yeah, you can oh, yeah. contact me on Twitter if you want any of these free jingles. Um, <laughs> so I, I can put them together <laughs> on a tape and send them out to you. Yeah. Just make sure you send a Bible. Cassette yeah. tape. <laughs> the cassette tape, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So, cool. Oh, there we go. We're almost oh, we're getting a long one. Oh, the uh, extended version. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, guys. So, um, so welcome. Questions with Matt. So, we've had some. Um, we've had a lot of questions actually this week, all from from Alina, um, which has been really, really awesome. And we love the fact that, that the listeners are getting so involved now. She she's obviously carried away five questions in total. We're going to pick out a couple of these. And Paul as well, yeah. And Paul's yeah, Paul's given us a question as well, which is which is great. Very so nice. We're, we're just going. We'll start with Alina's questions. Um, let's first. start with her, her more serious question first. What are your secrets of time management and how do you manage to create so many things? So over to you guys. Let's, Martin, do you want to start us off? Secrets to time management and how do you manage to create so many things? Yeah, I, um, I use uh, shortcuts. So I use uh, shortcuts combined with the toggle app where I, I will map out what I'm wanting to do. I'll map out how long I think it should take me. And then I'll, I'll start to I'll start my timer as I start a project. So it might be that I'm doing something along the everyone can sketch hashtag that's on Twitter. I'll be, I'll be doing 
uh, I'll be doing an example for that or I'll be doing a submission for that. I'll, I'll time how long it'll take me to do that and then I'll try and I'll try and see, right, is there a way that I could streamline this, refine it and see, it, essentially it's all about breaking things into chunks for me. Yeah. I work best if everything's broken up into bite-sized manageable chunks and I like to see how long each of those take. So yeah, it's, it's mostly looking at how long I personally take to do something and then try to and um, try to see if I can refine that and bring that down. Awesome, Kurt, you're a you're a creative genius. You you've got plenty of uh, uh, books <laughs> out at the moment. What's what's your what's your secret to, to getting all that done? Well, it's not a real secret because it's a technique that's out there. And and to pick up on what Martin said, breaking it down in little pieces, um, I use a technique called uh, Scrum, um, okay. which comes from Silicon Valley um, developers. And what you basically do is you have a project, you write down um, all the tiny little steps on, on a post-it, and then you move it over in the columns where first it's the idea, then mm-hmm. you're in progress, and then to the to-do pile, I'm sorry, to the done pile. And, and that magical moment of picking that post-it up and putting it in, in, a, in the done, um, and then seeing that massive amount going over from left to right, um, that's like a euphoric feeling that keeps you going and and then you get velocity and then you know just like martin said timing i don't time myself um but i do know the flow um after a while and then getting people who are good at their talents um try to involve them and yeah. collaborate i mean yeah, nice. Nice. yeah getting people to, to stay in your lane and and collaborate then you can produce a lot yeah hmm. Good. Johan? Yeah, you know, I'm uh, very active, or I used to be, so I used to dance all the time I, I wasn't at work, <laughs> so I'm used to this uh, fast pace, but the thing that I do always is that I always schedule um, starts, so a starting point, so I know where to start, and I have to start at that moment, and then I'm quite intense, so I also schedule after that, so I have, like, downtime. Um, because it's quite intense. Um, so really, I create a, a, a thinking vacuum before I start, and then I just go through it, really. I don't know if this makes sense, but then I have clearly uh, made my days into section when to start different things, um, which I find uh, very nice. And I, I usually do it all the way through my waking time, so I don't think that I have a free time anytime okay. uh, at all, more or less. Interesting. So for me, I would say I am the other end of the spectrum to you guys then. I uh, I don't schedule. I don't really plan time. Um, I just, I sometimes just feel inspired and I will sit and I will write and I might do that till two o'clock in the morning, even though I know I should go to bed because... I, sometimes I just need to get everything out of my head. Um, I, I've been coining That's the good. phrase, thinking uh-huh. out loud quite a bit with a lot of my tweets recently. It, it just, you know what, this is what I'm thinking about right now. And I don't know wh- whether it's just that's the way my creative mind works. Uh-huh. Right now is when I'm thinking it. So right now is when I'm going to do something with it. Because if I park it, if I make a note about something, I might not be as inspired the next day. And I might not be able to do all of the creative stuff that goes with it. So a lot of the books that I've been putting together, 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, an idea at that moment that I think I need to I need to get this down. Kind of I need to put this all together. Um, and then you schedule where you when you put it out, or if you have thoughts that you want to put it out to get feedback, or or no, how I do just, you do no, that? No, I just chuck it out as soon as it's ready. Okay, and that's, hope, see, and that's an important respond. step in that process too. <laughs> um, yeah. In the in that Scrum technique, they say um, get your prototype out as quick as possible because a lot yeah. of times people think, and I was like that. Um, in my early teaching career, um, I made a whole list of, oh, these are the things I'm going to change when the next school year starts. Um, and, and then I didn't do anything with them because mm-hmm. you never thought they were good enough. Um, yeah. Yeah. So making something, getting it out, getting feedback, and that's so essential because <clears throat> if something's wrong at that moment, um, then you can you're, fix it. Cause if you you're not that invested. Process, yeah, and I think, I, think I, mean, this is a great I learned point that from cause... you, Johan, because you uh, yeah, said I, in dancing. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a really great point, Kurt. I think we should use that more for anything. I mean, uh, the, the earlier you can get, uh, you know, a reflection or a, mm-hmm. or, or a comment on what you're doing, the better you will become. There's, well, there's um, no point holding on to it, is there? You know, you, no. can, you can hold on to great ideas and always think that they're not great ideas. And, and then you share it with someone and it, and it might actually be too late by that point. You know, the time yeah. passed for that great idea. So I think you, and we say this to children all the time, don't we? You know, just, just, just share what you're thinking because there is no right or wrong answer. All you're going to get is feedback, which, which is either going to be really positive that supports you or it's going to help you make it better. So, can I, can I say something there? Because uh, I want to just bring one thing up and you can really comment on this if you want to, uh, because I would like people also to think about who you share it with. And what I mean by that is that you share it in a where you think you can safe environment. Is, maybe I'm not saying safe. It can be unsafe I, from I, one point of view, but I don't I think want I know to... You, sh- I think I know uh, yeah. what you mean. So, so if, I, you if, elaborate? I example, <laughs> if I give yeah. an example of what I do. So when, when I release a book, I will use the Apple Edu chat hashtag yeah because it's a trusted uh it's public anybody else could see it but i know the people that are going to pick it up first are maybe trusted advisors as, as obviously yeah the phrase is when i'm confident then with the book i'll use different hashtags to send it out to dip to a wider field okay where where that i don't know sense. those people and i don't know what their feedback might be exactly but i kind of had that so so i think that's is that kind of what you were getting at there? Yeah, and of... especially if, you, if you're if talking to uh, young children as well, because if you do it in the wrong way and you get really nasty yeah. feedback from a wrong uh, point of view, yeah. so, so yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. really good feedback, yeah. then you maybe you don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And uh, that's just what I meant. I think everyone understands. It's yeah. like, mm-hmm. go to your best friend uh, that you, you're trusted. Who can friend. be real with you. Uh, yeah. They can give you like the good thing. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to move. Okay, on. Let's, let's move to her next question. This is this one. Um, it well it could be serious, could be a little less serious. Um, you you choose how you want to answer this. If you could change one thing in your character, what would it be, Johan? What would you change about yourself? <laughs> that was a hard one. I've got a list of things. If you're struggling, oh okay, thanks. <laughs> um, I maybe... wish I knew that character. Then. <laughs> I mean, some I. I don't know if I want to change this, but sometimes when I think about it, that I get too involved, too engaged, and I should shut up sometimes. Okay. Um, and I feel that 
okay, I'll, I'll, I'll talk too much or I got too yeah. much engaged. Yeah. So I need to have a balance. That's it. Okay. <laughs> well, we need someone who talks a lot on a podcast. Otherwise, we do, we do, it's just we, four guys listening to silence. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but that's it. <laughs> okay. One, what's, what's, your, what's your one thing you would change? Me? To me. Yeah, Kurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't. Uh, I didn't hear my name. Um, I wouldn't change a thing. Nice. Um, no, <laughs> um, there's, there's plenty of things. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why I said that. Is that um, I am who I am because of my character, um, and that's been formed. And I see things of my mom and my dad in me. Um, so changing that um, would be hard for me to to lose that part of family. So coming from mm. from that point of view. Is um, it's where because I would normally never say something like that. No, um, but that's a nice answer. And actually, do you know what? It's it's, it's not wrong to like who you are. No, it's not, it's not thing, definitely you know? not. Um, you know, body conscious people and all of that. You know, actually, sometimes just be happy with who you are, and and maybe yeah. there isn't anything you want to change, and that's not a bad thing. I, I mean, think... I want to learn. That's something else. But like character wise, yeah, yeah, there's there's definitely things that I mean, you look up to people you can work with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. Mine. Yeah, following that, Martin. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Um, no, I'd probably, I'd probably agree with Kurt. There's, there's certain things about me um, that I would certainly want to improve. I think my, I think my ability to butt in and offer opinions that aren't always sought or, or, or wanted. You know, I have a, I have a tendency to, if I, yeah. if I think I'm, if I think I'm right, I have a tendency to kind of dig my heels in and get quite yeah. stubborn so i'd like to change that aspect of me um but in terms of in terms of what makes me who i am um i i, I, I there's not a lot i would change but certainly unfortunately the stubbornness and i, I suppose arrogance to a certain degree the question is, is, is have you been wrong martin have you ever been wrong it doesn't often happen i maybe um yeah no <laughs> I've, been, I've, been wrong, I've been wrong plenty of times. I think the question is, have I ever admitted I'm wrong? Um, <laughs> no, I think it's probably, and the answer to that is no. I've never admitted what about you, Matt? Awesome. Well, actually, do you know what? Um, my wife had cited these questions beforehand, so she's going to answer this one on my behalf. Um, okay. And she says she would change my ability to listen a little bit more and mm. not um, love the sound of my own voice quite as much as I possibly do. So sorry, I Matt. love the sound yeah. of your voice. Thank Matt. you very sorry, much, Johan. Sorry, Matt, I, I wasn't listening there. Can you just tell me what you're <laughs> Okay, cool. Okay. Sounds good. So moving on We're to our last question yeah. then. This is, this is our question from Paul Tullock. Um, this, this, is, this is a great question. Paul, if we could just, we love the fact that you engage, but it's a, it's a, 45 minute show at the best um, and this is a 45 and, minute question it was a long question Paul so we're going to just break it down just for the gang here because um, it's a good question really really good question is there any merit to a digital detox removing apps switching notifications off to control what you access and when which I think is a really really good question so guys what, what are your thoughts yeah I think it's a I think there's a there's a lot of merit uh, to it I uh, similar to what Paul was saying, this was off the back of me mentioning last week that I took the um, the Facebook app off my phone yeah. and I've never looked back. Um, to be honest, I am continuing that. I'm kind of going through this digital detox and I'm looking at, at my, uh, for lack of a better term, my digital mindfulness and my digital well-being. 
where I'm like I'm, that. Yeah, it's nice I, I think yeah, I think rather than than sort of using it as a a digital, you know, what people are saying, you know, that that having apps and things and access to your device is a bad thing. I think it's more why how do you use it in a way that makes you feel you know that, that makes you feel productive without the need to constantly pick your phone up and look at look at, look at notifications so having your notifications switched off for certain apps or or having you notifications feel screen time has helped you with that i or made you aware of that i think screen time is certainly making me more aware of that kurt absolutely i think what i'm doing is uh screen time and do not disturb are two hugely beneficial things for me because mm. i'll I'll set screen time and downtime to kick in at um, 11 o'clock where if you haven't used downtime for people listening, it's where your apps will just kind of switch and they'll have the little hourglass icon um, and you won't be able to uh, access that app without either putting in your passcode or um, uh, which is 6453 for me, Matt. But you won't be able to put it in or you can request extra time it's also quite good with family sharing. So my kids, for example, their their device goes on to downtime at a certain time. And if they want extra, they have to request and I can approve for 15 minutes for an hour, all of these types of things. So screen time has certainly helped me realize which apps I always need access to and which apps I'm not so worried about. Um, I think something, something I, to just add on to that as well is, is the impact maybe of, of digital mindfulness um, mm. on, on the people around you. So the impact yeah. on, on your family, friends, um, you know, knowing when face-to-face contact is actually good and, yeah. and the impact you being sort of on your device all the time is having on the people around you. Um, no yeah. devices at the dinner table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, guys, guys uh, I, I really need to uh, say that uh, we, I think we have to move on yeah. just to recap and wrap it up yeah. because no, it's been, a, good um, it's been incredible. Good Time yeah. for people to turn their phones down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some downtown. Thank you for that really good answer, Martin. And uh, we'll come back and just recap the, or wrap it up, as we say. Yeah. Excellent. I think um, that was pretty good. Do you think yeah. it was because the jingle was so top notch that it definitely, yeah, that, definitely, definitely yeah. putting the quality up there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might. Uh, we might go from the last position of listeners to like <laughs> the one but last. Aiming <laughs> <laughs> high, that's it. Okay. I know it's... So where can we? Uh, where can people get in touch with us, Kurt? Um, if we're talking about the whole group, then that's yeah. at last uh, recap uh, on Twitter. Um, cool. If we're talking about us individual, then for me, that is at Meester Kurt. That's M-E-E-S-T-E-R-K-U-R-T. Oh, cool. Martin, where are you at? I'm, yeah, I'm at mcoots81, C-O-U-T-T-S. Very nice. And Matt. <laughs> So I am at M-A-T-6-4-5-3. Still that, still that. <laughs> still that. <laughs> and I'm at Anderson double S uh, underscore E-D-U. And don't, I have to say, don't hesitate if you want to ask us any questions and especially with uh, schoolwork now. And um, we hope to hear from you. So please, how can you... Um, Give us a voice message, Martin. 
Yeah, so we record using Anchor and Anchor has a great feature where you go on to anchor.fm or you use the Anchor app on your iPad or iPhone. You search for at last night recap. You will find us. You have an option to follow or to leave a voice message. You tap leave a voice message and you that that's exactly what it is. It's as if you've called us and you're leaving us a voice message. We can hear what you've said. We can include it in the show and you can be featured in our next or subsequent podcast episodes coming up. Brilliant. And I just want to uh, give a shout out to Paul again for a brilliant voice message uh, that we had kept a bit short. Sorry about that. Is there any other final thoughts before we wrap yeah, up? What's happening, what's happening at EMEA and what's happening in America? Yeah, next yeah. week. Yeah, yeah well, so, like, what was happening um, there, Martin? Yeah, so the, the EMEA chat is uh, hosted by at Gavin underscore Sharp underscore 73 and he's going to be talking about using animation in your classroom if you're listening to this at any point after april 2nd that chat's already taken place and we'll be recapping that for you on our next episode next week and And america's yeah over here um and again if you're listening um on this day um it will happen in a few hours um 6 p.m pacific time um, Brandon Kelly and Letty Batista are um, going to host a chat about getting started with robotics. So, very nice. Seeing what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, I think uh, next week's episode is going to be good, guys. Ooh, oh, very good. I, I've Thank seen you. A, I've seen a glimpse. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Thank, thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, and, guys. Uh, thanks. Thank you. See you next week. See you next week. See you later. Take Bye. care. Have a good week. <laughs>